Can you imagine, as a construction site manager, your phone rings and it is someone at your construction site saying there's been an accident. Your heart races. A construction worker at your site fell through a hole in the floor that was not there the previous day and has been severely injured. What do you do? On this episode of EHS on Tap, we discuss the constantly changing work environment for construction workers and the human response to site progress. Hello, and welcome to EHS on Tap, an environmental health and safety podcast from BLR. I'm your host, Emily Remmel. On each episode of EHS on Tap, we will discuss emerging legal, regulatory, and policy issues with industry experts and the impacts to everyday environmental and safety professionals. EHS on Tap will run the gamut of contemporary environmental issues, including water, air, waste, as well as cover a wide variety of safety issues. On this episode, the ever-changing construction site, we will talk with construction and compliance experts Debbie Pacelli and Anna Ellington about the workplace phenomenon and the importance of construction workers and managers to practice good housekeeping and safety measures on a daily basis. Welcome to the program, Debbie and Anna. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. So to put this in perspective and sort of start at the beginning, construction sites physically do not remain the same for very long. What does it mean for a construction site to change? Well, you know, I don't think that people who do, are not involved in construction really appreciate the complexity and the coordination it takes to put a construction project together, to finish a construction project. The sites change from moment to moment. You have a hole in the floor a minute after you had no hole in the floor. So there are constant risks and it's always changing. There are always new subcontractors coming to the site, new companies. You have a site, there might be 100 workers from 20 different companies. And it's really hard to manage. There's also new equipment and building materials that are showing up all the time. And trucks and anything you can imagine. It's just constantly changing. The structures change, the people change. So to simplify this for the Mm non-construction site worker, this would be similar to coming into your office or your home environment. And it's kind of a muck and potentially there are new hazards and new um, dangers to your safety. Is that what you're saying? Basically, yes, because you're a construction site that you walk into on Monday will be completely different than the construction site that you walk into on Friday. I you see. might have new walls or different structures that weren't there before. So new hazards. Yes, definitely new hazards. When the environment changes from day to day on a construction site, what are the safety issues that you're likely to witness? Well, there are always housekeeping issues. Uh, There are new materials that might end up in walkways. There are cords. There are a lot of electronic devices that are used in construction, and there are cords that might be lying, might have rain, might have a new puddle. You could trip over them. There could be electrical hazards. Um, There might be issues with barricades or floor covers um, that have either been removed or haven't been put in place yet. So there are always more risks. So are construction workers that come on site, like you said, on a Monday morning, are they typically briefed on the progress that may have occurred the night before or the week before if they have not previously seen the progress? 
To an extent, there's usually a morning meeting for all the foremen on a job. So the safety manager, their job superintendent will have a morning briefing, let all the foremen know what's going on, the changes that are in place. And then the foremen for the different subtrades will brief their workers. I see. So in your experience and in your site visits, are there any practical tips or advice that you can give to the construction worker that may experience this day-to-day or week-to-week site evolution? Well, definitely. Basically, safety is everyone's job. It's not just the safety manager's job or the foreman's job. It's everyone's job. And when workers don't stop to, to think and they cut corners or they're in a rush, they put themselves and others at risk. When you're put at such a substantial risk, there's obviously some compliance. And so now we're going to go to safety expert Anna Ellington and have get her advice on some of the compliance issues. Sure. So when these workers come in and they just want to get their jobs done, they want to do their jobs safely, and then they want to go home to their families. There's constantly people coming and going and progress is is happening. Who generally oversees a construction site? Well, as uh, Debbie mentioned, construction sites tend to be multi-employer, and generally the host employer or the controlling employer, uh, controlling contractor, uh, has the overall responsibility of ensuring that all other contractors, all all, all the other employers, are uh, are aware of any hazards on the site, and uh, that that could cause you know issues for their for their workers. And each employer generally ensures uh, the safety of their employees. So each employer is in charge. What I'm getting from this is that at the beginning of the podcast, we mentioned this chilling moment when you get the phone call that someone has been injured on your watch. As you just alluded to, Anna, the construction manager or safety manager is usually the one responsible for overseeing the construction site. As a construction manager or safety manager, what are their responsibilities once they've been notified of an event, like falling through a hole in the floor? Okay, well again, we're talking about multi-employer work sites, and the law requires each employer to provide their own employees uh, with working conditions that are free of dangers. Uh, At a multi-employer work site, there are four types of uh, employers. You have the uh, creating employer, the uh, exposing employer, uh, the correcting employer, and the controlling employer. creating employer is basically the the employer that caused the hazardous condition. Uh, The exposing employer is the employer whose workers are affected by these hazards. And the correcting employer is the one who's involved in the the common task as the the exposing employer. And they are are responsible for correcting these hazards. The controlling employer, uh, and finally the controlling employer is the one that um, has the general authority over over the site and uh, it's probably the host employer. Uh, each of these, each employer has a responsibility at this point uh, in a different way. And, and actually, they could have multiple roles as well. They can be the, the host employer, can be also the creating employer. Um, and uh, what's important to know is that uh, if OSHA comes, um, many of these employers could be cited, not just one. Not, not just the one that, that caused it, but the one that didn't correct it, or the one who didn't uh, you know, make sure that uh, the other employers uh, were safe. So I take it that all four of these employers that you mentioned could be um, at risk of an enforcement action if OSHA comes. Absolutely. And, 
And do they communicate among each Th other? They need to. They that, it, it is a priority that, uh, well, first of all, the controlling contractor or the host employer has to make sure that everybody knows what the site looks like, what the hazards, what hazards exist, and of course, even as they're changing, and and the contractors need to need to communicate with the host employer as well as the other employers to make sure that everybody's on the same page, so that everybody knows that there's a new hole, and and, and you know communications key exactly obviously. exactly. <laughs> awesome. So the law requires construction sites to practice good housekeeping skills. Can you, or maybe uh, Debbie can weigh in here, elaborate a little bit on what it means to practice good housekeeping skills? Well, as Debbie was saying earlier, um, it, you know, good housekeeping means basically keeping the passageways, stairways clear of cords, scrap lumber, uh, or any other type of, uh, of debris. Um, it, it, it is in the rules at 29 CFR 1926.25. Uh, they also have to have um, containers for people to be able to throw their garbage into. Um, I remember visiting a uh, construction site where I was amazed at the, you know, the, the way, the, the, the lack of housekeeping. I'm, you know, I'm trying to say it in a nice way uh, that, that, that existed at this, at this uh, particular construction site. There were cords everywhere, tools and, and screws and nails. Um, there wasn't very good fall protection either, but the, the housekeeping was a big issue uh, where people could actually fall down uh, at this particular site. It, w it was a, you know, multi-employer site, but obviously somebody, uh, I, would, I would say the controlling co uh, contractor did not enforce their safety rules, and by, you know, not enforcing their safety rules, people are going to, you know, to do things. Could potentially get hurt. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. And it's just like if, if you're at home and you have five people who live in the house and nobody picks up after themselves. Eventually it really builds up. Yeah. You really have to take the steps as you're working on your job to clean it up and make sure that things are in the right places. To maintain that good housekeeping. Absolutely. Yeah, responsibility. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So those were some examples that would definitely benefit construction companies that do witness these rapidly changing environments um, and could perhaps um, subject some of their workers to injuries as a result. I was going to mention that if you're one of the contractor employers, uh, you, really you really need to make sure that you know the hazards that exist at this work site. If you are the controlling contactor or the host employer, you need to inform the other employers about the hazards and uh, that are at your site, and you need to let them know what your safety rules are, and you need to enforce your safety rules. Because uh, if another employer's worker is injured, you could be held responsible by OSHA and be fined. So it's not just the, your employees, it's anyone that comes on the construction site, whether it's a contractor or subcontractor, or independent contractor, it could be Correct. anybody that's yes. as, on as the, the site. Controlling, as the controlling contractor, you can be cited uh, if something happens. Uh, so definitely enforce your rules if you have them. Enforce your rules, that's yep. good to know. Mm -hmm. All right, that's all we have on this episode of EHS on Tap, I'd like to thank uh, Debbie Petrelli and Anna Ellington for joining us today. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Sorry about that. I just thought it would be good to end.